Hello, this is Gary Van Wormerdam, the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. And this episode is on dreaming and what is dreaming. And this is actually a copy of me as a guest uh, with Ava Baronius on her Uncover You podcast where we did a two-hour deep dive into dreaming and understanding dreaming and what the mind's doing, really, when you're awake. uh, Because it's dreaming when you're awake. And so it was a conversation between her and I and our podcast, Uncover You, for two hours on the mind dreaming. And I hope you find it useful. You can find out more about Ava Baronius and the courses she teaches in meditation and dreaming at her website, selfmasteryandbeyond.com and her podcast Uncover You for more in-depth in the way she sees things. What is dreaming? What is dreaming? That's a good first question if we're going to dive deep into this topic. Just spend two weeks on it. (laughs) Yeah, this is a topic that I think both you and I are very fascinated, inspired, passionate about. And one that I avoided because it's too big. <laughs> I don't put it I don't put it in my stuff. <laughs> I stopped using the word because it's abstract and I have to explain it too much and yeah. people get confused and so when you said let's do a podcast I was like like a four-hour one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we could talk about this for for days and weeks. And in a way, we are. I mean, in everything, in a lot of the things that we do, in our courses, in our yeah. coaching, we take people dreaming. It's always it's always dreaming. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the big territory. Yeah. So... To get back to your question, what is dreaming? For me, we are always dreaming. That's how we experience the world around us. That's how we experience ourselves. That's how we experience other people, by dreaming. And either we can be consciously dreaming or the dream is dreaming us. We're being dreamt. So what one of the big pieces that I want to talk about today is to become that conscious dreamer. The dreamer with a capital D. Like when you're creating a conscious dream. The way you want. The way you want. But in there you first need to realize that you are dreaming. <laughs> That this is a dream and that you are dreaming. So for me, the, the, that dreaming process or what dreaming can look like when you become the conscious dreamer is often that you start realizing that you can dream yourself outside of the old program of the mind. That you can dream yourself outside of the old unconscious beliefs, the belief structures that you've been operating by. 
Yeah, change who you are, change what you do, change how you feel. Yeah, and just realize that they are beliefs. There are a set of rules, agreements that you have put your faith in. Yeah, that you don't have to follow. That might not be true. So that's like the first, you know, becoming the dreamer of a different dream, a different dream than what you've been conditioned with, programmed with. But then there's so much more. You can dream yourself outside of the thinking mind altogether. So first you can expand that old dream bubble, that old box that you had of the old program, and you can dream yourself outside of that into a different program, into a different dream. But to me, it goes further. You can also dream yourself outside of the thinking mind. You can dream yourself as consciousness. You can, and that's when it starts to become really interesting for me, because now you unidentify, you step out of the old identification with the mind. Okay, can we, can we back up? Because I think I want to give a frame for people and say, because they're like, oh, we were talking about dreaming. They meant, I'm sure, like everything that goes on in, let's, include in dreaming everything that goes on in your thinking, everything that goes on in your imagination. Uh, your memories are a dream that you can go visit. How you picture the future, the narrator stories in your head are a dream. So the world internally that your mind is running is all a dream. And there's that's that's the language we'll use it in and and you can have dreams at night where you have a whole world and it feels like reality you can have dreams during the day with your eyes open you know you kind of imagine what's going to happen during the day and in a way the way your mind assembles the world outside Uh, you 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 look at whatever's in front of you. The mind is creating a the picture of what the world outside is, mm-hmm. and that is also a dream. And you know, my background, Miguel would always say, like that dream outside the reality, what we'll call reality, has a frame. It's like there's things in that dream that are fixed. Uh, what would they be? What's fixed? Good question. That's one of my questions I'm going to ask him next time I talk to him. <laughs> uh, I think of the frame as how, how the earth spins and the sun shines and the, 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 you know, the, the cycle of the day planets. The cycle of the seasons, the cycle of the, like how the yeah. planets are moving around each yeah. other, how the universe is yeah. created and structured. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's a certain physics to... Uh, to to the frame. Yeah. Okay. To frame our dream. Time. Time is part of the frame. Yeah. Okay. Um, A construct within the dream that keeps the dream together. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. So. So when you're you you close your eyes, your mind is dreaming, and when your eyes are open and you look out at the world, you have all this reference matter. 
uh, for a dream, you know, you're looking at the frame, which then you can build all stories and, and narrative ideas on top of. So, so that's, that's the big buffet. Yeah. All right. So now you're talking about the interesting part is then when you detach from my, pick up where you left off, detach from the identification of the mind. Yeah. And you change what you're dreaming. Yeah. But I, I like this. I like this step back that you did and give it the bigger picture because like how, when I say then, okay, we're dreaming all the time, what does that look like? So that's, that's a really good image to give. What does that look like? And I want to expand a little bit more on that before we move into, okay, so what does it mean then to become the conscious dreamer? It, it, yeah. And take kind of control and intent over your dream. Mm -hmm. But let, let's explore this a little bit more. Okay. So we're dreaming all the time. So what, and you touched on it, but what is the difference between a nighttime dream and a dream during the day when we're awake? A nighttime dream, uh, you don't have the reference of the outside world. You don't have the frame. Mm -hmm. So you don't have time, mm -hmm. for instance. So you can have a dream that like goes on seemingly for days or a long, long time in that world that in reference frame, outside time is five minutes. Yeah. Okay. But in, in that imagined eyes closed world, right? that inside dream, you don't have gravity. You want to fly? You, if you become aware that you're dreaming, so this is the difference, become conscious, you become lucid or conscious. You're like, oh, this is a dream. Oh, I don't have to abide by the, <laughs> the frame. Um, I'm going to go flying. Yeah. You know, or I want this to happen and you can make things appear and dissolve or somebody's chasing you. You're like, you can puff them away, you know, with your breath. You know, it's like you have everything in that dream is your construct mm -hmm. is made by you and you can change it. That's what you can do in a conscious yeah. lucid dream. That's so in a nighttime dream and then when you practice lucid dreaming and you become aware that you're dreaming then you're the creator of the dream. You realize that you're a director. You're the director. You can change it. You can go fly. You can take it in any direction that you want. You can consciously observe it and yeah. be aware of what's going on and the, the symbols and the signals, the messages it's giving you, you. You can go places. You can intend things. You can ask things to show up. You can ask guides to show up. There's, And there's always kind of these exceptions. It's like... You, Sometimes in the dream, you can't control everything because there can be things in your in that nighttime dream that show up that aren't of your own creation. Yeah. You know, so there's there's that. Yeah. It isn't from your own subconscious or your own things. Like you can have other people show up in your dream, for instance, and you can't change them and make them do do other things. things. They have dreamers. their own yeah. 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 Their own will and intent in that dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like in life, other people show up and they are the way they are, and you can't dream them to be different. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can dream them to be different, but it doesn't mean they're going to change. Yeah. Yeah, so there are things that can show up in your lucid dream that are not. Yeah. And so then, <clears throat> then the daytime dream, and you say then there are frames, there are constructs in there of, of 
rules, laws of nature, of of the mm-hmm. universe, of gravity, of time that mm-hmm. are keeping that or making that frame for that dream. Yeah. But then but then there are other things how to decide our dream that we're usually not aware of, that we're asleep to, and that we can wake up to, which is the our unconscious beliefs, yes. for example. Yes. These are this is this is where the daytime dreamer is asleep. Yeah. Because you're you're being run by these automated programs of, of stories and narratives that are mostly entirely unconscious to you. And so this is why you keep doing the same thing over and over again. And even the stories you tell yourself but expecting a different result, it's like, well, because you're being dreamed. Yeah. So you're the unconscious dreamer. You're the dreamer who's asleep in your own dream, not aware that you are dreaming not aware that these unconscious beliefs, these agreements, these assumptions that you've made in your unconscious is directing your dream. Yeah. That your your own beliefs are directing you. So then what does waking up and realizing that you're dreaming, <laughs> what does that look like? Okay, good. What does it look like? <laughs> well, my experience is usually very uncomfortable. That's that's the first thing that I want to share. <laughs> well, well, you say your experience is usually meaning it's, it's more than once. Yes. It's not a singular event. No, it's not a yeah. singular event. It's an ongoing <laughs> awakening. I think it's, yeah, it happens... Over a long period of time, okay. the can, way the can you awakening. De- can you drive your, describe your first awakening like that? It was like, oh man! It was like, oh, that was a dream. I just made. I was just living a story that I didn't have to. I think, in a way, I've had several awakenings throughout my life, even before I started doing, you know, the self mastery work or a conscious work like that. Mm-hmm. I can even remember times, you know, when I've woken up from an idea that I've had, or maybe it's been in a relationship or in a work um, situation where I've believed something and I've lived by those rules and I've applied. Yeah. But then realizing, wait a minute, does, do I have to look at it that way? So that those I would call like small awakening moments from certain beliefs. Yeah. But then the big. But you, but you didn't have the language to call it a dream. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of something similar. Yeah. So, a bigger awakening moment was definitely. I mean, when I found the self mastery work and the Pathway to Happiness website, and started doing the practices in there, where I started realizing that the suffering that I experienced myself in was conditioned. Like it was based on a structure that I had created inside of myself. Beliefs, agreements that I had made. The the, the, the stories in your head, the emotional cycles yeah. were all dreams that you had made 
from, from the past and that we're dreaming you. Yes. Yeah. So that was the big, and I remember like this what? feeling of expansion of just like, <gasps> hold on. If this is, and, and at the point, at that time, I think I was still skeptical. I was like, I'm not just going to buy into this, <laughs> but okay, let's play with this idea. If this is true, what would this mean? If it's true that I've created all this, if this is all resting on a foundation of beliefs, what would that mean? Oh, so I kind of played with that thought. That would mean that if I've created it, I could change it. Oh, I like that. It gives me more power. <laughs> uh, if, if that's true, it would also mean that I could create, yeah, I could create whatever dream I wanted to. So I think that was the big awakening moment. This is a dream, like seeing this is a dream. And it's almost, it's, it wasn't just analytical for me also. I, I, like, I understood it, but it was like being zoomed out. It was like I whew, had this experience of just zooming out and seeing how the different beliefs that I had agreed upon and, and many of them I was not aware of yet. They were still hidden in there, but I could sense that they were there, like this big root system and how that root system just expanded out in all different directions. You saw a bunch of them all at once. You saw like a whole system. Yeah. And without really knowing what they were at that time, yeah. but just understanding that this structure is probably here. This is all made up. Yes. This is all made up. Yes. So, okay, so, so it, it, you then felt the feeling of, okay, you realize, oh, I've been dreaming, I was asleep. Yeah. Even with all the drama, that was really powerful dreams. But this feeling of freedom, like, oh, I could change it, I can create something totally different. Yeah. yeah. So I think what it felt like the big awakening moment is my role shifted. I am a dreamer. You're yes. talking about your identity. Yes. Instead of like being having felt like that victim to all these things going on in my life, what I was feeling inside, not knowing how to change them and kind of running after the train of trying to change and trying to read books and trying go, going to therapy and, and, and like, ah, what do I, but not having this peace, but, Instead of feeling like the victim in all of that. Mm -hmm. And now the awakening was, huh, I think I'm the one who needs to change this. And <laughs> I'm the one who's got the power to change it. And just like seeing how that could be possible. What did awakening feel like for you? Realizing that you're the dreamer. Which, which time? Any other time? I think of like unconscious awakening, as you described it. Yeah. Before the work, there was these awakenings, like I think of a relationship and, and breaking up and just feeling brokenhearted and all frustrated and angry and, and uh, what the heck was that? Mm. And... You know, here was this 
beautiful kind of like, oh, I'm in love and uh, and that whittling away to tension and, and, and frustration and, uh, you know, disappointment and, and hurt. You know, so yeah, so I'm going from one dream to another and then leaving and stepping out and going, what was that? And, but not really waking up, just moving from one dream to the other and not feeling a sense of control uh, and moving into a story of frustration and disappointment or blame or things like that about that loss of love. And so I'm in another dream about the loss of love dream mm-hmm. and loss of joy. First the dream of love and then, then the yeah. dream of tension and then the dream of loss. So, so I never woke up. <laughs> well, not never in that, in that process. Mm. I just move into a different story about the previous story. You know, and, and that's kind of similar to a nighttime dream where you're, uh, you know, you just move from one thing to the other and you don't have the lucidity, the conscious awareness to go, okay, this thing's just jumped and changed. Why yeah. am I over here now? And what happened to the person I was just talking to? And uh, now I'm all of a sudden doing something different. You know, you have to have a certain awareness. This is this is this is why it's so. <laughs> this is like, what's the awareness level to go? What's happening here? Yeah, I'm moving from one story to another. Uh, oh, this is so important. If you're listening, pay attention here because what you're pointing to is like when you're the unconscious dreamer, you're shifting between dreams. Yeah, you're mo- you're jumping between dreams. The thousands of thoughts a day go from one to the other, and you you don't stop and look at one long enough to go, what are you doing here? Yeah. Is this true? Are th- what I'm dreaming, what yeah. I'm believing in here, is it true? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. What's happening? Why is this happening? Yeah. Why is my mind running one after another? And then the another level of awareness is like, oh, I begin to see it does these same patterns. It's like, that's the same pattern of thought. And that's the same pattern of thought. And I keep being dreamed by that pattern of thought and that judgment, that pattern of thought of fear and that pattern of thought of, oh, this is what I have to do about it and, and be a perfectionist and self-judgment and criticism of them. It's like, why do these things keep repeating? And this is how they follow in a sequence, these dreams, one after the other, how one react to to the first and a third react to the second. And just like getting in love and it going into tension and hurt and blame and then breaking heart, like, okay, well, that's a cycle too of dreams. Yeah. You know, they're set up to play just like the thoughts during our day. It was like, Oh, the, the, the grocery says, <laughs> oh, that mind is an amazing thing. It can have like 60,000 thoughts a day. But that is not the most amazing part. The most amazing part is that it will have nearly the identical 60,000 thoughts the very next day. <laughs> yeah. So it just stays in the cycle. The so dream that, keeps repeating itself. The dream keeps feeding on you. This is, this is Maya. Yeah. Yeah, this is Maya. So yeah, it's just like just keeps moving the goalpost and the 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 experience, and then sets you up, you know, for let, let's do love again. And then, I mean, I want to just m- briefly also mention characters in here because we talk a lot about characters, like these different parts, these different identifications within your mind mm-hmm. that you have formed over time. Yeah. It's the inner judge, it's the victim, it's the hero, it's the princess, all of them. Yeah. So I mean, we could talk about dreaming inside these different identities too, huh? Yeah. 
So it's like they carry a dream with them, these characters, these identities. Oh, yeah. So when you shift into the perspective of one of these characters, you're in their dream. And this is where we use the term, you're being dreamed. Yes. You're being dreamed by the victim. And it's like, you know, so part of waking up is like, I'm doing a victim story and I'm in a victim dream. Yeah. You know, and you stop complaining and you start looking at what you're doing and that there's this momentum of you keep doing it. Yeah. And and it's and it's kind of painful and sucky when your intellect realizes it. <laughs> and you see your mind keep dreaming that dream and you there's not much you you can do about it but you're observing it happening. You, your your intellect is enough you have enough awareness that you could see it. Yeah. But you don't have the personal power yet or the skills to change it. So that's exactly what I mean with that it kind of sucks, that it feels really <laughs> bad when waking up <laughs> because it's not comfortable. Yeah. So the first time, the first kind of conscious awakening that I was like, uh, yeah, it was after that broken heart uh, that I'm thinking of, one of them, <laughs> for relationships. And uh, somebody had, that I was talking to, and they were going through recovery from... Uh, uh, relationship with an alcoholic being married for 30 years or so. And, and, you know, and she was kind of just sharing with her process and, and she had said something. She had said, you know, at a certain point I had to take responsibility and say, what is my half? I wanted, I, I couldn't do the lies anymore. Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to be honest with the truth and I had to like, what is my half? What am I doing? In that relationship with an addiction that she used to blame then him for doing all these yeah, things. Yeah, and she said, I used to, you know, I used to, you know, then have to go fix it and make amends with the kids and make excuses for them. And she's like, I did that, you know, I, I hit it. I covered it up. I pretended it wasn't there. I made yeah. excuses for it, you know, and she's like, I stopped doing it. Yeah. You know, he'd come and have a blow up with the kids and I didn't go fix it anymore. That was on him. Yeah, it was his like responsibility. His responsibility. So she's like, and that was, you know, that upset the whole program of routine. Of being so realizing dream. that she was playing a part in that program, in that dream. She was agreeing to dance in a, you know, codependent, supportive way. It's like, yes, I'm going to try and fix and make amends, you know, after you mess things up and we'll, so we can do it again. As opposed yeah. to saying, why are you doing that? Yeah. And no, I'm not going to play the role you want me to play. So anyways, so I was like, yeah. So, you know, then, then I'm thinking about this afterwards and I'm seeing all these stories go through my head of blaming about the relationship and my job and what I didn't like about my life and how it was everybody's fault. You know, it was one of those, and I heard her voice from the, <laughs> a couple of days before. It's like, what's my half? Yeah. What am I doing? What role am I playing in this dream? Yeah. I'm taking part in it. I, ch I chose to be in that relationship. I chose to be in that career where I burned out. I chose to stay when the relationship was bad, and I kept doing the dance and doing the dance, doing the same cycles. I, I, I. I, mean, I was like, you know, the, the narrative story of the judge I was dreaming from and the victim was you, 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 you've done this to me. Yeah. And, you need to change. And you I, need to fix this. Somewhere that seed of couldn't do the lies anymore. 
what's the truth? What's my half? I was like, I started to look inward and go, what am I doing? Oh God. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm sitting here whining, complaining, judging. And I created this. (laughs) I put myself in that relationship. I stayed. I did. You know, I'm responsible for my life. What? (laughs) And it felt like, horrendous like this pain Mm. of kind of remorse and the the difference was i didn't go into judgment about my decisions i didn't go into another one of those character Mm. uh or victim about having made the choice i could feel the consequence of kind of like in a way of remorse yeah this isn't what i wanted but i didn't go jump into the next being dreamt by what a character voice in my head would say about it. That's terrible. Why didn't you do it differently? Why didn't you? Yeah, I'm so stupid. And what an idiot you are. And, you know. You should have gotten out of that sooner. Why didn't you see this? Why didn't you? You know, or, oh, I'm not going to do that. My hero kind of, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it this way next time. This is what I really want. Kind of princess fairy tale story. It's like. Those are just different dreams. No, I stayed out of those dreams. I don't know how, luckily, long enough, because she's like, I won't do the lies anymore. So I wasn't jumping to another story. What's the truth? Own it. That responsibility was the difference. I was like, I took responsibility for my experience in my life. And I sat with it. So, So I avoided the trap of jumping into these other narratives, dreams, and was... Then I had the realization, just the same as you described, of like, oh, if I created this, I can create something different. And I saw it as this possibility, but it, it came with a sense of power. I can create something different. I, I got to figure out how. I don't know yet. Yeah. But I know that I can because if I did this, this is the dream of my life. This is the internal stories and emotional cycles and relationship. I know something else possible. I got to figure it out how how to do it. Yeah. So that was a bigger awakening, and I like, yeah, what you're saying. That's staying with the truth of it instead of jumping into the next story about it. Yeah. But just like sitting with that uncomfortable truth and let it trickle in. Yeah. That was the difference, not jumping to another thought about it. Mm. It's like sitting with it. Yeah. And then and then the intent was, okay, if I created this, then I want to create something different. I want to be happy no matter what. And I just put it at the top priority. This was my intent and commitment. Like, I want to be happy in my life no matter what. It's more important than the relationship I'm in. It's more, yeah. I want to be with myself, my job, my career, money. Because it's like, I don't know have kind of mastery over this emotional game yeah and my brain's choices and the thoughts in there and the emotional cycles i do you know no job is going to be satisfying or relationship's going to be satisfying like this this stuff all needs to fit within that container instead of like the relationship being the answer and that will make my brain work better Mm -hmm. my thoughts work better my emotions work better so that became number one and then, so with that intent, like I felt it through every cell of my body, like this is what I want. Yeah. And I met Miguel like two weeks later. 
<laughs> Showing up as an answer to that intent. It could be, you know. Yep. <laughs> that's that's an interesting coincidence, not a coincidence. Yep. Yeah, I was ready. Yeah. So okay. Start, I put I put I put an intent in place. Yeah. Yeah. Then then the then the world was gonna line up and my dream was gonna go that way, however it was. So okay, good. I think we've given an overview, an idea of what the unconscious dream looks like. Like this is you as the unconscious dreamer. This is how the dream is dreaming you and how you're jumping between dreams. And this is what it could look like when you awaken and realize, Mm -hmm. okay, you're dreaming and I've created this dream somehow and I can change it. So I'm, I'm curious to dive into like, okay, so then becoming that conscious dreamer. What does that look like? Because to me, that's not just one level. That adventure, <laughs> that game just goes on and on and on and on. hundred level video game. Yeah. And in the beginning, I think I had this idea of, you know, <clears throat> um, awakening and then you're there. Uh, or you become the conscious dreamer and you are the conscious dreamer. But it's like, for me now, it's, oh, that's the most fun skill that you can just grow and expand into and learn new nuances of. So that is, it's just this big field, big video game with hundred levels that you can go in different directions with, depending on what, what you feel called to, what intrigues you. I think I think I comes to mind is so you wake up <laughs> your mind is still doing the same things. Yeah. So so there's this whole set of belief systems to unwind. Yes. That keep wanting to pull you back and have you dream there. Yeah. You know, that want to pull you back in the matrix of those stories. And so you're awake, but it keeps pulling you to sleep and be an automatic dreamt mode yeah and so then it becomes the matter of waking up from each one of those breaking it changing it yeah uh dissolving it whatever you want to talk about breaking the the habits of your unconscious mind dreaming you so you can be awake and present and this is for me when you move into the hunter identity and i'm just going to refer back to podcast episode number one where i kind of cover this the whole journey from the victim to the hunter to the dreamer to the artist of your life so this kind of you need to move into that hunter mode you want to talk out about- of the victim into the hunter and just hunt these dreams hunt these beliefs and take them apart yeah so that's that's part of it but you want to talk about from hunting to dreaming Yes, exactly. Because what I more want to focus on is, okay, then when you move, why isn't hunting enough? (laughs) Like, isn't, like, why would you want to move from hunting to dreaming and add the kind of the dreaming skills? What do they add to this, to your skills, to your potential of living happy, living a happy life, living... Yeah, your is, full is just hunting and dissolving this old belief system enough? Exactly. No. <laughs> <It'd> be boring. <laughs> 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 I mean, 
Yeah, what are some of the consequences of staying in the hunter all the time? To me, it's like you're you're applying all the skepticism to your inner world and to the world, huh? To the external world. And if you're staying in that, you're just that's your only skill of applying skepticism. <laughs> Is this true? Is this really true? And that's yeah. what I see with a lot of people in, you know, in the self-mastery community and moving through our courses. Like they've done the self-mastery course one and they're like they are battling with, then who am I? Like, I can't trust this voice. I can't trust that voice. I can't trust all these character voices. What can I trust? Like, what is me? Which is another story dream. Exactly. You know, of confusion and fear about. Yeah, but but it's it's also a question with 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 the core, with the, with substance to it, because it's. If you're shifting your identity out of all these old dreams and characters that you used to think were you, yeah, then who am I? Like asked with that curiosity. It, with integrity. Yes. Yeah. Not fear and confusion, but with yeah. integrity. Like, who am I? What? I prefer the question, what am I? Yeah. You know, it's like who is a person, who's a, you know, but a what is like, oh, that's a wider plate, wider, wider buffet oh, yes. of... And now we're inviting the conscious dreamer <laughs> into the, for me, up on the stage. When you ask it that way, what am I? Because now, so let's return does back this, to that. Does, it, does this relate to the title of the podcast, <laughs> Uncover You? <laughs> oh, so much. <laughs> so much. Because to me, you is so much more about what you are than who you are also. Mm -hmm. It's, and you and what you are exist underneath all these old layers. I, I usually talk about it that way. That's not something, that's not somewhere you need to go. That's not something you need to learn to discover. It's- Nothing you need to become. No, nothing you need to find. <laughs> It's not over there, somewhere else <laughs> at a distance that you need to travel to to find you. No, it's like it's about taking apart the layers on top of it and realizing what you are not. Rumi's quote, you don't yours is not to, you know, seek love, but only remove all the obstacles to Yes. To experience love. Yes. Okay. So I'm kind of coming back to what I started before you pulled me back a few steps and we started talking about the unconscious dreaming. But here, it, these all these different levels of, okay, now you can start first dreaming yourself outside of the old program. And that's the kind of who am I question. If I'm not that identity enough, I'm not the victim enough, I'm not the hero, I'm not the fixer, I'm not the princess, who am I? Um what kind of program, what kind of set of beliefs do I want to live by? And what kind of persona in the world do I want to be free to move in and out, in and out of, like different expressions and, and different roles of, of a parent, of, of a child, of a, a colleague, of a partner, of a spouse, of, of a friend, you know, all these different things that I want to move in and out of. So that's the who. But then there's the more. There's the dreaming yourself outside of your thinking mind. And that's more the question for me. What am I? It's okay. 
if all this dreaming is going on inside of my mind, is there a dream happening outside of it? Like, how far out from it can I dream? Like, do I have to stay within the frame of the thinking mind? Take, take that out of the abstract. Give me an example. <sighs> That's good. For me, it's what I do in my dreaming practice, which we could call my meditation practice, for yeah. example. Yeah. So when I sit down and it takes me, you know, some days it takes me five minutes, some days it takes me an hour to get out of my thinking mind, to uh -huh. just like sort through the different layers of the thoughts that show up. Oh, um, after this, I'm going to go do, uh, I'm going to go work on this today. Or, oh, I need to remember to call this person and all the different things that's going on yeah. in there and sinking through the layer and becoming aware of just me as presence, me as awareness, mm -hmm. me as consciousness. So then I don't find myself in the thinking mind anymore. And I realize Is the only way I'm existing thinking through thinking? No. You, and, and I'm saying that now with words, but that's something that's an exploration that you need to do for yourself. You feel it. You feel you it. You feel it. Yeah. Aware of yourself as a presence. Yes. And, a, and, and I like the word force. Yes. Aliveness. Yes. Yeah. So you realize, I realize, do I exist without thinking? Yes, that that after some exploration, after some <laughs> trial and error, like, yes, I do. I, I'm still here. I'm still aware of myself, even if I don't have a thought. That's not what my existence is based on. And your, and your awareness of yourself without thought, how then do you... I'm trying to think, what perceive this thing that's thinking we'll call it the mind that's thinking exactly. you perceive it as separately what's that <laughs> something that cannot be put into words we can give it a word we can call it the observer we could call it awareness we could call it consciousness but there's something that can perceive also the thinking because we're so used to perceiving everything around us And then we start turning that observer eye inward and we start observing our thinking, our emotions, our physical sensations. And then when you start asking yourself, well, if I can observe that, then I'm not that. There must be someone observing that. And then you become curious about who is that? Who is the observer of all that? And then I like to do a little nifty trick where you then turn your attention 180 degrees, degrees around. You turn your attention around and instead of being the one observing, observing the thoughts, observing the emotions, you turn that attention around. It's like the rays of the sun going outward out to the earth and you like bring the rays of the sun back into the sun. And it's you let your attention rest with that observer. Awareness of with awareness. The awareness. Awareness of awareness. Yeah. With, yes. Yeah. Awareness of awareness. Yeah. I know. I know you have fun when you take your beyond the mind 
meditation course. Students do that. Like, I'm going to do this today with them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love uh, um, doing this exploration for myself. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I do. And I love taking people through it because it's such, I see, important step for people who are curious about this, about curious about experiencing themselves then more than their old program, more than their thinking mind. And when they have that, not just as an idea, not as a concept, not as a theory that they can intellectualize, that they can understand, but actually have the direct experience of it, mm. it shifts your whole perception. Okay. Now you've shifted your identity out from your thinking mind and into something else. And that gives you a whole other playground <laughs> to change also the programming in the mind from. Yeah. So, so when you, you shift into that, let's call it awareness. Yeah. A, how do you then see the mind? What does the mind look like from that perspective? And then what are these possibilities that you say, oh, yeah, let's go do that. Or let's, how does the way you dream change? Or, or what changes in, you say, it's got these possibilities. Because you're dreaming, or we'll call it beyond the mind. Yes. Outside the, the limited field of what we've been programmed with. Yes. So how's the mind look? And then where do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and this is hard to put into words, but I'm going to try and give an example. because so. The, but then I want to compare it with, like, okay, so before... When, when dreaming inside the mind, looking at the mind from inside the mind often looks something like this. Oh, my mind is doing this. I need to change it. Oh, my mind is being judgmental. My mind is uh, beating me up today. That's terrible. Um, I need to practice more meditation. I need to practice more gratitude. I need to do more work. That's from, if I'm observing my mind inside from inside my mind, that's what that looks like. A bunch of narrative stories. Yes, about, about what all the it's things doing. I should do, shouldn't do. And what the it mind is doing. What, yes. About doing your self work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of shoulds and musts and have tos. Yeah. When shifting out and dreaming from awareness, experiencing from awareness, and then from that point of view, observing the mind it's just with this appreciation and unconditional love for it with whatever it's doing it's thoughts and stories and i can see this the mind as this dream machine mm -hmm. <laughs> as the storyteller oh now it's telling this story oh it's telling this story and it's just this appreciation of it as a creation from that same divine consciousness as everything else has been created from. So it's this not run by it, by a, but observing it instead. And we, from there, there's just acceptance. You even have a need. Well, well, and it sounds like it's lacking any story of need to go change it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which paradoxically enough <laughs> makes it a lot easier for it to change. Yeah, because you you can't change these things with the same consciousness they were created with. So yeah, you have to to really like and this is why it's such a good course to be on the mind course after the self-mastery work is to you get into that other consciousness which makes all the self-mastery work like accelerate. Yes. Yeah, so let me mention that a bit. I mean, that's what I saw in my own process, on my own journey. After realizing, understanding the, the characters, after understanding how beliefs were set in place, after understanding the emotional part of all that, and learning how to find the unconscious beliefs and take apart some of them through recapitulation, through skepticism, kind of starving them, the old programs, with shifting the perspective into gratitude, with releasing stored emotions, you know, all the different ways that the skills in that toolbox yeah. of the self-mastery. I found myself still a lot stuck in the mind, like in the identification with the mind. Yeah. So still jumping between these different stories, these different dreams, as you described. And a lot of them had turned so much more so much nicer than before they were there was this hunter this spiritual warrior kind of character that wanted to do this work and wanted to change and you know we're going to go on this quest and we're going to have a great life from doing that which was much more you know empowering than the old victim story and there were other characters that were a lot more comfortable a lot more fun to be in their dreams than the old ones but i could sense that because i've had the experiences when going to the power journey to mexico to teotihuacan for example mm -hmm. where i've had experiences of myself outside of the mind mm -hmm. as consciousness i knew the difference it's like uh, now I'm back in the mind and I'm having a hard time getting out of there. Like I'm jumping between different point of views in there. And yes, the hunter is nice. The warrior is nice. And this, this grateful new Eva character, she's really nice too. But I could sense that it's still the mind. Mm -hmm. And I wanted, I had this deep desire, this longing to operate more daily yeah. from somewhere else to shift that identity completely like not thinking not believing that i was what the mind was telling me that i was but instead having this felt sense of being something beyond the mind so you you felt that at first in this, those power journeys yes those, those trips to mexico and two so two questions Because there's there's a thing where you can you step out and you have an awareness of the mind, and you see it like we talked about that awakening. Yeah. And but then there's a growth because for, for me that I didn't turn the lens on an awareness of what I am that's outside the mind mm -hmm. and stories at that point that would happen later to like I was outside long enough and experiencing myself separate from the mind long enough that I started to notice. Oh, yeah, what am I? Yeah. 
So what was that transition? And then what did you go do <laughs> to go make that your kind of like default or access it at any time all the time? Give me a little more detail. What was the transition? Like, tell me more about what you're wondering there. The first question. What was the transition? Tell me more. Yeah, you go, you go, you, you awaken from the mind. Yes. You're you outside watching. Experiences. But you maybe, and I think I'm, I'm speaking from my experience, like, there's not an awareness of yourself as separate. You don't turn and look at that lens on yeah. yourself necessarily mm -hmm. so much initially or the first time or the first flashes of it, you know, to like, oh, what am, what am I that yeah. created all those dreams yeah. and lived inside there? You know, what was that process to kind of become aware of this? The increments of getting out there yeah. to that perspective. You described mm -hmm. now, now you have the mechanics and you're beyond the mind course yeah. and you take people through it. But yeah. You weren't guided with this step-by-step <laughs> -step process. You just yeah. so walked, what was you got that yourself for, there. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, 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 I took the machete and I, I, I trailblazed my way <laughs> yeah. through the jungle uh, is, is the quick answer to yeah. that. Yeah. It was an exploration. I mean, having that experience in Mexico, for example, on the journeys, on the retreats there, made me long for more. So I went out and then, you know, from being the kind of skeptic, analytical, never been in the spiritual world, I like kind of dove right into all that. So everything that was out there became interesting. All the teachers and then and gurus and I started taking classes and courses and re just reading and practicing and trying things out and seeing what clicked to to have me get there. So it was a lot of meditation practices. But what ultimately made it work for me <laughs> was a few different things that I kind of narrowed it down to that I kind of, that crystallized themselves out of that and I could probably name them on like one hand or something like that's so yeah. like these are the important parts of it and these, these the, the elements and skills and practices yes. that, that came together exactly so there were a few by like accident in a Cause way because you didn't have a map no i did not have a map and that worked for me because yeah. i realized there was a lot of things out there and some of them worked for some people and and other things for other people and they were having all these experiences but i realized also that i had had an analytical mind my mind mm -hmm. is where i went as my safe place that's where I felt safe, where I felt in control, where I made sense of the world, where I went. So my mind was not really willing to give up that role <laughs> <laughs> because it, it believed that it had kept me safe. So it's like, no, if, if we're going to go on this journey. So it's kind of like a yeah, little bit of a... Don't go to conscious awareness. Stay in analysis. <laughs> yes. But it was... It, so instead of fighting that, I made it an agreement with my mind of like taking it on board on the journey. Because at that point I had developed a, a relationship with my mind and with the different characters and with mm -hmm. my unconscious where I could go in and have conversations. And I, 
And they were like, uh, no, where are you going now? What's going to happen to us? We're going to die. We're going to like, you won't be safe. The world, the world won't this be is, safe. You yeah, won't be able crazy. to navigate. This yes. is crazy. Yeah. You'll become. Yeah. So I realized that for the mind to feel safe. Just kind of the normal reaction of the ego mind when you go yeah. expand into consciousness yeah. in the spirit world. And I know there's a lot of. Um, techniques or practices or schools or, or whatever you want to call it out there. This kind, just kind of like don't engage with the mind. Don't engage with the mind. Just keep your eye on the target. So like just keep putting your attention <laughs> on awareness. Just keep like ignore the mind. Don't engage with it. Like don't look at it even. But I realized I needed a different approach, which was in a way bringing the mind on the journey because I realized in my experiences from being in consciousness, from being experiencing myself as awareness, there were no judgments about the mind. So I knew that if I went into judgment about the mind, I'm in the mind. Yeah, because all of that, don't, don't engage with it, treats it as if it's a problem instead exactly. of like a, you can use it as a resource. That's, at least that's how it worked for me. Yeah. Um, that, that's the trap it set up for me. So I realized I need a process where the mind can understand what we're doing and where I'm taking it on board. So where I'm bringing it on the journey. So that means giving it a map, giving it images and pictures to understand what we're practicing and why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So when I started, like, kind of crystallize what worked for me, for example, one thing that is usually like the big favorite chapter in Beyond the Mind for people mm-hmm. is the one where we practice shifting between the narrow focus and the open focus. And you might have heard that before and people talking about open space meditations and, you know, focusing on space instead of matter, focusing on the silence between things and, and all of that. But that wasn't enough guidance for me. <laughs> I needed to know how the heck you got there. So I started breaking it down into something that I could, that my mind could relate to something I you know, you do with your eyes when you're zooming in on one detail with your eyes yeah. and then shifting from that zoomed in vision out into kind of daydream so, eyes. So you, you took that kind of like general practice and you're like, you you took your analytical mind with you and said, what is happening here? How's it changing my brain? How's each yeah. shift in focus And changing? what's the mechanics yeah, what's behind the mechanics? Yeah. shifting out of it? Yeah. And then, like, really made it detailed like that yeah, yeah. and playing with it. So there are some things in there that I then, of course, put in the Beyond the Mind course. And, I mean, the whole reason that I created the Beyond the Mind course was that I have this <laughs> inspiration to share what I've discovered with others. Because I know that there are more people out there like me longing to experience themselves beyond their mind. And even if they've started doing the self-mastery work, and I could see that they were at the same place that I was. Like, okay, I understand this. I'm hunting it. I'm taking it apart. And now what? Like, th- there's more. There's Now where do I go? Where do I put my attention? Is there more to me than this? And if all these are characters, then then what am I? Well, and it's... And it's a tremendous value because it, a lot of the resistance about, oh, this is scary and what's going to happen, because all these beliefs are there kind of 
they think they're all helping us and protecting us and they're like we're afraid we're gonna you know go off without them you know but like what you're describing is you're giving them a way to like no this is a safe place it's fine to be as consciousness from that point of view you don't get cooked into the fear so it's like all of this accelerates that whole self-mastery journey oh yes and that was what i realized for me too and then bringing more and more clients into that of oh when you have more unidentified with your mind which happens when you start having the experience the direct experience of yourself as awareness as consciousness because then you know that you feel the difference <laughs> like that's the dream of the mind and this is me beyond the mind i can observe my mind from there can you can you describe you said that happened in teotihuacan yes what what was that what was that like <laughs> that was uh, you know my mind resisting for five days <laughs> and then finally <laughs> finally like surrendering giving into the experience that something inside me wanted to guide me into you're walking around tail on uh, a spiritual journey in tension oh for five days oh my god yes <laughs> Yes, in a lot of tension. So this was my first. This was my first journey to tail. I'm a little tail newbie, um, showing up. Don't know. I've done the self mastery work for tail is short for tail tail. Yes, the place of the pyramids in Mexico. Exactly, um, <laughs> an ancient spiritual university uh, with. Ruin sites, pyramids, all that. So Gary's been going to, been hosting journeys there for, for many years. For 20 years. 20 years. Been going for about 25 years. Yes. So I'm going, to, I've been doing the self-mastery work, you know, creating this spiritual warrior, this hunter character, and like, oh my God, this is great. Shifting a lot of my old beliefs, shifting out of like, don't have panic attacks anymore. Don't at all have the same anxiety level, like feeling much more elevated emotions. And I think I've jumped into one of the conference calls that you've had back then, but then signing up for the, for the Teo trip. and like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do uh, one of those, not knowing at all, never gone to any of those like a retreat, a, a spiritual power journey. What the heck is that no. even? Not knowing. And like, who's going to be there? <laughs> Who are these people? What kind of weirdos would show up to this thing? You know? And like, am I one of them? <laughs> oh my God. What does that mean? Okay. I'm going to go, but I don't want to um, be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> they must be weird people. Yeah. So I'm just going to stay a little bit on the side here and, um, yeah. You know, make sure that I'm not jumping into a cold, uh, that I'm not getting brainwashed, and yeah, all of that. We don't bring a you know, no hibiscus tea the first day. <laughs> Just keep that off the table. So that's how I showed it's up. Really, but, it's really I, good, so the, but so I, I felt very uh, kind of conflicted. There was a part of me that was very. I could feel like the intent and the things that I wanted to shift and the things that I wanted to experience that I had a longing to experience were there. So I was very excited. But there was also this like skepticism, like mm, which I believe is good also because I mean that's what keeps you from going into cults. So that's that's yeah. good. Yeah. But so showing up there felt scary felt vulnerable 
Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't just me doing my self-mastery work at home, journaling, sitting by myself. But it's like, I'm going to show up with all my emotions and maybe reactions and scary things and vulnerable things in a group of people. So my mind was protecting me a lot that week. And I have... You know, st- stayed by yourself and not talked to a lot of people. Yeah, well, both. <laughs> feeling that narrative in the mind, feeling... You know, we're work, walking around on the grounds. We're doing little ceremonies and rituals, sitting in groups in the in in the grass, and like, what the hell am I part of this? What do people around think of this? This must look crazy to them. This must be, you know, all the other tourists looking at this. Am I part of this crazy group now? Like, what is this? You know, so, so part of this narrative going like here, over here, <laughs> in my mind. And that, of course, like my mind trying to keep me safe. Like, what is this? And this is how it's used to protect me from before. Were you were you watching it tell you this? Yes. Oh, am I part of this group? And what are yes. other people thinking? And so you're watching it yeah. do all this. Yeah. yeah. But also, I mean, my nervous system reacting to it. So I'm yeah. kind of sitting there in some tension and not being able to dive deep into some of the practice that we're doing. It was very new to me, too. Yeah, because okay. yeah, that, that kind of tension is like. Shows you what's in front, but yeah. also keeps you from going to the next level. Yeah. So that's my mind, how I see it today. It's like, that was my mind trying to like stay in the mind, stay in the mind, stay in the mind. Mm. We need to be in control. We need to know what's happening. We need to know like. Stay, stay analytical, study this situation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And don't go into experience. Yes. But then the one of the last days when we do a big ceremony up on the pyramid of the sun which is the largest kind of pyramid there and i could feel that whole day <laughs> like walking towards the grounds in in the morning i could feel this churning inside me i could feel like there's something that wants to happen that wants to be felt that wants to and it's just like moving inside of me i'm almost feeling <clears throat> nauseous i'm almost like feeling sick like ugh. God and I'm I'm about I'm crying I'm angry I'm feeling all these emotions and it's just while wow, this is going on so while we were having this ceremony walking up toward climbing the pyramid of the sun and just experiencing the consciousness and you ask us there to connect with that consciousness of the pyramid of the sun and there's like I can sense I, I'm I I'm dreaming at that point and I start to get images as walking up to the around the pyramid of the sun I could just feel that whole pyramid is light and it's just light and I'm light and I'm light walking around the light. So, and part of my mind is like you're just imagining, you're dreaming up these images, like what that doesn't mean anything. But it feels deeper. It feels like I'm receiving information, you know, in whatever language it wants to show up in. And images is just one language. I feel this deeper. So, like, today I realized, like, okay, I was, I'm dreaming there. I'm dreaming outside of my mind, something that doesn't make sense to my mind. And as we come up to the Pyramid of the Sun and we do that ceremony, I'm resisting that ceremony the whole time. Because again, it's this group thing and we're all standing like huddled together and and uh, close to each other and and you're guiding us into the ceremony and I'm just aware of 
what, how weird this looks like and how weird it is and what people around will think. You're and really in the story the mind has yes. about weirdness. So I'm just feeling this, yeah, you're uh, in. this tension in my whole body, yeah. in my nervous system and like not even sure I want to be part of any of that. I'm feeling my mind doing all that. And then... Are you aware that your your mind is doing that and yeah. you're missing something? Yeah. And, and feeling like one of the stories is I'm missing this and because I'm screwing it up, I'm in fear. No, it wasn't that strong. It was more something in my nervous systems. Like it, I can feel the tension and it doesn't want to... It's it's fighting something. It's yeah. fighting you tell, something. You can tell it's your like mind was fighting something. struggle, yeah, yeah, or it's trying to hold, hold me back from going there. Yeah. yeah. So... The ceremony breaks up like it's 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 over and everyone is like some people are just blissful and like, oh, my God, that was amazing. And I just feel this big tension still. <laughs> but I feel like there is something here because I started feeling the dreaming on my way up on the pyramid of the sun. And I was like, it, there's there's something here for me, but it didn't work for me in that group thing mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. So I'm staying. I'm just dropping into meditation and I'm just sitting there. And someone stays with me and um, I'm just like, oh, things are going on. I'm just going to stay with this and see. And I can feel this big tension between the mind, between the nervous system. That's like, no, 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 don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. And how am I identified with that? And then I make a conscious choice and I say, okay, I'm here. Show me. <laughs> Show me what it is that you want to tell me. You say that to... Inside. Inside. And to at that point, but I you... think it was directed towards the, the pyramid. Yeah. Because I could feel a consciousness, um, an energy in that, in that place. Mm-hmm. So I said it like, okay, show me. I'm, I'm open. A little bit, still a little reluctant, like, but it was still okay. I'm jumping in. I'm yeah. yes. Yeah, so I made the conscious commitment, the intent to, of like to not do what your mind was screaming about. Yes, not doing stories yeah. and like I'm going to put my attention here. Yeah, Open and then I have one of the strongest dreaming experiences that I've had in my life, mm-hmm. where I'm internally in meditation. But very much like a direct experience, I felt says I'm, I'm dropping down into the pyramid of the sun, and there's this empty space, this cave underneath it, and I'm in this cave, and I'm floating in the air, and I'm light. I can feel myself as light. I'm floating there. I'm spinning around slowly, slowly in the air. And I can feel the the pyramid around me as light. So it's like I'm in its womb. I'm in its center. Mm-hmm. And it's surrounding me. And then I start growing. As I'm floating there, my light, the light of me starts growing. Out, out, out. Until it's so big that the pyramid of the sun is inside of me. It's in my womb. So I'm the larger body of light, and it's the smaller baby inside of me. And then I I come out of that experience. And that's... How does it feel? 
It felt like knowing without having words for any of it yet. Not having a meaning, not having an understanding by the mind. But it was an experience and it felt peaceful. It felt um, um, there's something more. It felt um, divine. Mm -hmm. It felt something beyond human emotions, like emotional states. It felt bigger, bigger than me, bigger than... many things that I'd experienced. Like it wasn't just an emotion. So that was my first big dreaming experience outside of the mind. (laughs) A sense of yourself that I'm dreaming, I'm, there's this whole world to explore. Yes. And the mind is, is just, I have to separate from my mind to do this. Yes, yes. So, I mean, that experience changed my my perception of, I mean, many things, but I think ultimately it changed my perspective of myself as that skeptical, analytical person that has to have everything under control. No, if I could have that experience... I was like, there's more to me. There's more to me than that. So it changed my, the old identity that I used to believe in about who Mm -hmm. I was and about what I was. Yeah. It's that it was no longer who, who am I? It's like, what am I? Yeah. Both in a way. At that point, it changed both. Did it make you more curious or did you feel like you had an answer then? Oh, it made me a lot more curious. If I can experience, th- I want more of that. <laughs> okay, if I could, if I could do that, then yeah. like, what else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I experience? <laughs> what else? What other messages and 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 dreams are there to have out there? Yeah. So. See, this is and this is for me at this point of the journey. Things like that would happen. You're like, oh, all those people that are, you know, where where you're like they're in the analytical mind and like, oh, fear is this. Uh, what will people think? And uh, is this being weird? You know, living like that is crazy. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, when I came back to Teo next year, I would. <laughs> It's like if, the, if all this is possible, and yeah. like the way you can dream and the way you can feel and your imagination being free yeah. and and exploration, like yeah. and you don't go do it, yes. you don't feel that way. Yeah, I'm like what, who wouldn't do that? Oh, next year in Teo, I was all in. I was, you know, I've gone through many phases as you do on this journey, but there, then I was like, oh, then I've been to Peru and done all these ceremonies and gone to, you know. Uh, yoga teacher training and, and done shamanic work and I've done all this. So then I've like my pendulum has swung <laughs> like all the way over to the spiritual yeah. identity side. And then there were awakenings again and again from that narrative, from that identity and from the new versions of the mind. 
it just mm, wants to build stories of oh, who yeah. you are from that. And, yeah. Yeah. Then the spiritual ego really takes off. <laughs> but at least that dream, the spiritual dream was a completely new dream for my mind that I hadn't. So this, this is me practicing being the dreamer yeah. from being the analytical person with everything under control to like, Oh no, I'm the barefoot hippie over here. And, <laughs> and being this spiritual, that was a new dream to me. That was a new box that was dreaming me outside of the old program. Mm, being all spiritual. Yeah. Okay. But so that formed a lot of new neural pathways for me, but then kept going, kept going, keep dreaming. Okay. Outside that program and outside, outside programs overall, outside the mind overall. So that's when it became a journey of how do I get to there? How do I get to beyond the mind? How do I get? experience myself as conscious dream from there and then seeing other people struggling with the same thing struggling and longing having that deeper yearning and the desire yeah and like and like you described it sitting there during the week feeling the tension something inside you that can't communicate yeah what you're going to go experience. Yeah. Feeling a push, but feeling a resistance. So you mostly you're experiencing tension, but something inside drawing you, inviting you, that you, in a way, have to consciously say, yes, I'm going to go take that leap of faith. I'm going to step through the door. I'm going to leave what my mind says is safe, which is all it knows is its stories and its analysis and its intellect and just go... I'm going to go to dream. Yeah. Something brand new and unexplored. That, that's like, yeah, you, you're inspired to like go take people. <laughs> yes. And I think for through me. Through that process. Yes. And that's why, you know, a lot of people that show us up have the, to me and to my courses and to us private coaching clients too are, have that background of being used to really operating from their mind, being in control of things and having feeling that that's the safe space. So accomplishing things in the world has often not been a problem for them. And just, uh, but then not often wondering if it's possible for them to experience themselves as something else, because it feels so rigid. It feels so kind of stuck this old pattern mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of control, of understanding, of analyzing, taking apart. So it's and to, and that's that's what I feel is part of my mission. I want to <laughs> let people know that it is possible, mm -hmm. even with that kind of mind program of being analytical understanding. So that's. For me, I mean, my life has changed so completely. Dreaming myself into life from this awareness that I am consciousness is a whole different way of living. Talk about how you use dreaming to create a new life. It's, it's it's all about dreaming. 
Well, the, everything is dream. Yeah, yeah. Dream yeah. is part of everything. But yeah. So the, 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 the question is just like, how aware are you throughout your day of that dreaming? So I use it for, oh, in so many different ways. I use it when... So consciously, intentfully. Yeah. I use it when I set intent for how I want to grow my business. I use it, what kind of what kind of courses I want to create, what kind of transformation that I want my clients to have, what kind of change I want to be part of in the world. I dream how I want the world to be. I dream how I want my relationships with my partner and with my 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 daughter and with my friends to be like. I dream how I want the relationship with myself to be like. Um, how I want to meet myself, how I want to love myself. But I also dream in a way that's not so much about me. <laughs> because all those things are kind of centered through the around the human Eva. Mm-hmm. And I I love that human. Like she's great and and I want her to have great experiences in life and dream her life the way she wants to and let that keep shifting and changing. But to me, the dreaming is also being out for a walk in nature and connect to that dream of that forest. Because when I started experiencing myself as consciousness, now I can sense consciousness in everything else. I can sense it in places. I can sense it in a stream, in a river. I can sense it in the ocean. I can sense it in a tree, in a flower. I can sense it when going to Teotihuacan. I can sense the consciousness of that place. I can sense the consciousness of the masters, the teachers that have built it, that have left their consciousness there. So just for me to go on a walk in the forest... And connect with the dream. Let that dream dream me. Let that dream in mm-hmm. to my dream. It's the pleasure to dream oh. the dream of the forest and the trees and the yeah. water and the sky. And then you also start recognizing what dreams feels good and what feels less good. Like going and sitting, you know, going through um, the morning traffic into town. <laughs> Going on the subway on a busy uh, yeah. commute, How do you... you can feel the dream around you of busyness, of stress. Like, do I want to take that dream out or do I want to transmit a different dream that's coming from inside me and out? So that's for me a lot the conscious dreamer. Like you're now, you're the one in charge of your dream. You can shift it, and move it. You can let other dreams in, but you're transmitting the dream that you want out into the world. I see it as a skill. You know, it's not like, oh, somebody's special or somebody can do that or not do that. No. Um, We're all doing it, unconsciously or consciously. Yeah, it's like there's, there's, we've been programmed to dream a certain way, you know, I was in the engineer and I dreamed as an engineer and I was in Navy and I dreamed as my identity as a Naval officer. But if you go back, like watch little kids, the creativity and the imagination, we all have that. Yeah. 
that we build whole worlds with our toys and with a cardboard box. And what we've been in the conditioning is like build a rigid version of ourself and build a rigid version in our mind of what's possible and who we are and what's okay and what's not okay and don't go there, that's scary, that's weird. All of those judgment stories, it becomes a rigid box we're inside. And, you know, okay, so deconstruct the beliefs that make up that box. And open your imagination to whole other possibilities, who you can be, what the world can be, what a relationship could be. You know, it's like you have to reclaim that territory of the imagination. Yeah. And put in there and, and dreams you want to dream. Yeah. Uh, well, how did that process look like for you? Because, I mean, you also coming from a kind of analytical dream, like you touched on. Okay, you have the engineering background and the naval officers, like very strict. And when you started having experiences of dreaming of yourself as consciousness, how did your mind react to that? How was that transition for you? Skepticism, fear. Uh, I, I think of the, the first, one of the first ones uh, that comes to mind like the reaction the reaction of the mind yeah all right so i didn't have a lot of tools i didn't have a course i didn't have an online <laughs> you know i'd show up to events with miguel and i kind of had a rough idea of some things to do okay pay attention to dreams write them down uh do some meditation and and hunt my fears were the first kind of three tasks and later i got into an apprenticeship with him and um but I was, I think, you know, the first time, like, kind of dreaming of what might be beyond the mind. And uh, so I was meditating. I was regularly meditating every evening before I'd sleep. <laughs> I'm meditating, and I'm like, um, I'm li- I, I, you're by yourself at this point. It's like you're evening. I'm at my with- parents' house this yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's your evening meditation by my yourself. My evening meditation by myself in my bedroom, and Miguel shows up. I feel him, like I kind of have an he's idea. He's not knocking on your physical he's door. He's not knocking the on door, the physical room. door, but it's so real. Like Miguel is here. I probably had been on one power journey with him so far. Mm. Uh, that would make sense. Yeah, something like that. And I feel like me, like I just know Miguel's here. Well, that can't be. And I dismiss it. Like, you know, after six or seven times, three or four times, whatever, dismiss it. I'm like, no, Miguel's here. Like, what? Okay, whatever. And I, I like so much so that I open my eyes, I look around the room. Like, is he here? And I'm like, no, he's not here physically. And I close my eyes and I'm like, can I be here? Like, presence? No. And then I just keep coming. Like, he's here. I open my eyes again, look around. Like, okay, he's here, but not physically. Okay, so I finally accept the, my mind finally accepts he's here as consciousness. You know, I wouldn't have that language at the time. And he's calling me. He's like, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) And I'm like, go where? We're here. And he's like, let's go. And I'm like, I guess we're, I guess we go. And I don't know, you know, it happened by accident the first, at first, you know, but I like, I leave my body and now I'm traveling with him. Mm. And it was, so that, that, that's, I think it's the scene in Contact where Jodie Foster's at the end dropping through 
Yeah. And she's like traveling through this wormhole. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, yeah, I did that. That's it. I know that. And we pop out and he's showing me things. And uh, and he's teaching me. You know, and then at some point I'm back in my body and I'm there in the room meditating. And I'm like, and it took a little while for the mind to then start making a narrative story. Yeah. That was fearful. Mm. You know, and, and I think. How long after minutes, hours, days? Uh, it, it, the fear story developed and I was probably about, got stronger over about three days, mm. you know, to where I'm calling my friend who you know, was like introducing me. I've been working with him a couple of years and going, okay, this happened. Am I going crazy? That was the fear story that was developing from the mind yeah. that this new experience happened. Yeah. And, you know, because... <laughs> Okay, this did not fit with you know all my engineering studies. <laughs> it I was nothing that was in that. This. Yeah, it wasn't you know, in the curriculum was, for the engineering. And I wasn't education. in control, and so the mind wanted to like. Yeah. Or we could say the mind, the program that was dreaming me of the mind was no longer in control of me, and it's what would became afraid because I was like shaking the box, and the box was afraid that with this new experience and put a hole in the box. In the box, <laughs> my mind didn't like that. So what I what I would come to realize later is my mind was afraid, but I and I could feel it, but I wasn't. Yeah. And so and she's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Kind of like you're fine, you know. Kind of like, oh okay, well then, all right. And so I was easy to believe her, and that was whatever reassurance. And let's continue on. Yeah. But that's. And then later, I know you're dreaming practice with Miguel just, you know, kept growing and expanding because later on with him, you did a whole dreaming group. Oh, this was, did, didn't, I mean, I was with him a couple power journeys a year and then it was like in 2000, 2000, I think, uh, he started even just to teach in a dreaming group, which goes to what he studied with his mother, which was this very intensive practice. And so uh, it was about 40 of us, and we met together a weekend every month with Miguel and did this, would sit for hours. And just to be clear, if someone's listening to this who doesn't know you or us, which Miguel are we talking about Miguel, here? oh, sorry, Miguel Ruiz. Yeah. You know, author of the Four Agreements, the Fifth Agreement, the... Um, it came Art, from a Art Toltec, of Living and Dying, Toltec from the Toltec lineage. tradition in Mexico... Yeah. What, what that is, we'll call Nawal background of Toltec. And that, you know, it's like even at, at that point in like 2000, he's like, even let that whole tradition go. And he's yeah. like, okay, we're not using any of that language anymore. And that and, box is also gone. Yeah. It's just, it was just a system. Yeah. Uh, like every spiritual tradition has a system all pointing to a kind of a, the same truth. Yeah. Uh, because he's, he didn't teach as much Toltec so much as he taught, you know, from a Christian point of view and Moses and Buddhist and Hindu. I mean, taught these practices from the Tarot yeah. and all these different traditions. Yeah. So that, you know, we, we were never going to get comfortable or, or locked into any one of them because it's like, well, that's just a system. Yeah. It's like, use it use it to get the truth you want out of it, but don't get trapped in the system. Which is also dreaming 
skill huh yeah dreaming this different consciousness of the different religions of the different um, yeah. teachings out yeah. there yeah and so so yeah there it became kind of very typical to go into and have dreams of other yeah all sorts of things yeah so what would you say is the I mean, we've we've talked about it with different stories, but how could we summarize for people listening? Like, what what is the reason moving from the hunter into the dreamer? And I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but it's not about letting completely go of the hunter identity, but it's like keeping the hunter skills and applying them when needed, but also adding the dreaming skills. Like, what is the big benefit of that? What's the... Why would you want to do that? If you haven't been convinced by the stories we've been telling. I've, I've got so many different directions to go. Just how your life is better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you, you need an awareness of what you... Let's say you want to deconstruct the programming of the belief system that's creating suffering. You want to deconstruct it. And I talk about this in the gratitude exercise. If you, if you aren't aware of yourself as a dreamer, as consciousness, you know, the, what is that program belief? So that's the mind. Like, you're in the mind. It's giving you an identity and say, your name is Gary and you're an engineer and you're... Uh, have this history and this is your identity and it and it defines what you are with all those labels and ideas beliefs and if you want to get out of this realm of suffering that the mind is pushing you through with all these narrative stories right but the house the box you're taking apart is what you're you're inside of it and it's used to protect you so so it's like you can't dismantle and crash the house that you're in your mind will you'll go to fear because you as the identity inside of it, if you limit it yourself that small, will want to rebuild the box every time you take a wall down. You're like, I know we need that because we are what's inside of it. Yeah. But when you go beyond the mind, you leave it and you're like, oh, that thing over there. No, I don't think I, I don't really need that. Mm-hmm. I don't need that story and I don't need to live that way and I don't need to have that fear and I don't need to have that. I don't need to try and go be perfect. Like, and so... You can change a lot from within and let go a lot of things. But at a certain point, you can't get fully free of the mind and limiting beliefs until you're aware of yourself as the artist that can create and let go. And so dreaming is a a skill set and... And a natural evolution of awareness at a certain point that like you have to move, you've punched enough holes in the walls of your ego mind box that you're like, you, you start moving outward. And so having a roadmap of how to do that, like you do in the Beyond the Mind course, like having like, oh, here's a step-by-step process that's gonna, you're gonna understand the the resistance the mind is gonna have and navigate through its fears. Uh, you know, that's where the, the that's where the f- real freedom becomes possible, and that's where you, you can move on to 
imagining yourself different, your life different, your relationships different, in, in ways that your mind, your existing mind that we've been programmed with in a limited way does not have a model for. Yeah. No, there are no words. There, there is not a map because the, the, mind, the mind dreams what the mind knows. The mind will dream things from ones and zeros, from what it's been built well, from, the code has been built from. And the, and the strongest memories, the code is made of fear. Yes. Okay, because fear and pain is what most of those strong beliefs are made from. Because love just flows through and everything is love. Like we can just continue. So all the good experiences of love and joy, like we haven't had to make an agreement about that. Yeah. A belief. We just we just flow on. But the stuff that, that is painful that then we're afraid of having, like we start to build rules of what we have to do and can't do and who we have to be and who we are afraid not to be. That's the stuff that builds the walls. That's and so it's pain sticks. and fear that sticks. And so that's the emotional stuff to move through. And that stops the love from flowing. Which is interesting that you mentioned because today for me it's 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 the opposite. I'm 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 dreaming the experiences of love and expanding that experience of love, making mm -hmm. it grow. I mean, no one taught me that in school or <laughs> at home. But now that I have the skills, I dream, I dream, dream from love and I expand into that. So they become big imprints. Mm -hmm. And I see, I feel, and I see that changing my mind, just dreaming that dream of love from consciousness It's changing how my mind works. So now my mind, this is something that I talk about early on in the Beyond the Mind course that like, hey, yes, the mind will resist this change at first. It doesn't mean that you will live in a conflict with your mind for the rest of your life because you're shifting out into consciousness. Because I'm making a point in there that The mind is not a very good CEO. <laughs> I mean, we've put it in charge because we've identified with it and thought, this is me, this is, this is what I am. And we put it in charge. We put it on top of the hierarchy. Mm -hmm. But it's not a very good leader. It's a great storyteller. It's a great you know, dreamer and, and someone that can go create things. Like It's that filter that where we can dream bigger from mm -hmm. consciousness and it's what makes us making it real into the world and making us help us understand the world and, and put it into language and symbolism. And, but it's not a very good leader. But no. your consciousness, you from consciousness, is a great leader. And when that leader is more put into place, and this is a process over time, but when that leader is put into place, your mind likes it. My mind loves that. <laughs> It's like, it's aligning with it. But Yeah, because you're also aligning it with your heart and love. Yes. Okay, it's joyful. Yes. You know, so why, why you know, move into this level of being a conscious dreamer? It's like, because that's where the love and joy is experienced. Yes. You know, you can't do it through analysis. No, and you you're not going to have that experience. And you free your imagination and... And it will be upsetting because you're going to go deconstruct the old box. Yes. You know, when I say upsetting, upsetting to the mind. And, yeah. 
not like upsetting said, to but, you, but the then, core of but you. But then you're going to be really happy oh. that the mind is collapsing. Yes. You know what I mean? And like, the mind will change. And it, yeah. I, I feel it align with yeah. this new, with the yeah. unconditional love. It starts forming new beliefs. Yeah. It starts forming new narratives to live from. Yeah. You start seeing the world differently. So it's not that you have yeah. to live in conflict with your mind and in this tension and resistance the rest of your life because you move out into consciousness. No. Yeah. The mind will follow when this new leader, when this new CEO yeah. is in place inside of you. But... And yeah, so I want to, I want to finish this off with talking about ways to practice dreaming. And I mean, one of the very obvious things, of course, <laughs> since we're here is to join Beyond the Mind, the yeah. online dreaming journey where we practice the skills of you experience yourself beyond the mind and not as an idea. We're going to bring the mind on board so it understands what we're doing and why and give it very clear techniques that are kind of broken down into steps, Mm -hmm. but it will bring you into the direct experience of yourself beyond your mind. Mm -hmm. And when, when you start to have these experiences, this is when we can start having fun. Like Gary said, now we can connect with the consciousness in your heart and you can experience that consciousness and open your heart. You can start connecting with the consciousness in others and in the world around you and start creating your dream. So from there, the dreamer, you become the artist of your life. So if you happen to listen to this, while when it's being released, the doors to be on the mind is open right now. I open them around like once every year and they're open right now. We're taking in new members to start a new journey, a new 20 week journey. And we're closing the doors on May 10th, Monday, May 10th, uh, evening Pacific U.S. time. 2021 this time. 2021, if you're listening to this later. And if you're listening to this later than that, then you can use the same URL, the same address to go look up when the next round is going to be. And if you want to sign up for the waitlist and you find all the info on selfmasteryandbeyond.com slash beyondthemind. So selfmasteryandbeyond.com slash beyond the mind and you'll put a link in the show notes yes i'll put a link and um yes because it's a smart i mean i've watched you put that course together and listen to it and i'm just like man this is so clever this is the way you've deconstructed into very practical steps to move into consciousness i was like wow you know it was like You've reversed engineered it. <laughs> we're really, we're taking really, it apart, taking the radio apart, and yeah, and taught people it. how to build it and given them the skill set. Because you know, you, you go do a meditation course, and you've talked about this, and you're like, okay, go, no, let go of your thoughts, and you're like, well, how do you do that? Yeah, or go move into open space. How do you do that? Yes, like what is that? And you're like, and you very practical ways. First step, okay, we'll do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and give it like, oh, and they, 
you know, you know how to do it because some of this, we were like, what are you moving with your imagination, your attention, feeling that is very kind of abstract. Mm. So to have somebody explain it is, and, and in a practical way is not easy to do. So it's impressive what you've done. Yeah, it's, it's, it was the only way it would work for me, I think. It, yeah, yeah I, I wasn't happy with, with the instructions that I got or many of the instructions that I got out there yeah. because I found they were, they were either one of two. They were like, either they were very analytical mm-hmm. and I lacked the feeling. <laughs> I lacked the heart. I lacked the dream. Because mm-hmm. I've had that experience of consciousness and I wanted to connect with, you know, the teacher's consciousness and I wanted that to bring me there. Mm-hmm. And so if it became too dry, too theoretical, mm-hmm. I was like, I can't feel it. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just words to me. Yeah, no, yeah. And or it was on the other scale where it was just feeling and it's just like, oh, just go with the flow and just <laughs> let go of your thoughts and just float downstream of the stream of consciousness. And I was just like, <gasps> my mind would go, I don't know how to do that. Like, yeah, that's just like, too where is that fluff, stream of consciousness? fluffy and woo woo. Like, yeah. and my mind started reacting to all these words, you know, that was too woo woo and spiritual. Yeah. So I wanted to combine something that would be both that you could follow along and understand that was broken down into steps, but where you could still feel the consciousness, the heart, the dream. And a lot of, a lot of attention to that point of choice. Like when you talk about sitting on the pyramid of the sun, a lot of awareness and and time with people, what is the mind doing? Yes. And observing the observing mind while it. we're taking this journey. And seeing how it wants to resist you taking it and all the little things you can do along the way to a relax. Yeah. So that you're more comfortable. Oh, I'm going to take this choice. I'm going to take this leap maybe in a small way. And, you know, it's not necessarily dive into a pyramid and go to light. <laughs> uh, first step, but like in a way that the mind is able to handle. And, but a lot of awareness sitting in that space of what's happening with the mind so that you grow in awareness so that you are able to then make a choice. So like that is, that's, that's the whole gestation process of awareness growing Yeah. to be with the mind while it's in that state of resistance yeah. that you, you cover, you know, all throughout the course because it's going to show up. It's going to, it's going to happen. Oh yes. And the mind is going to create all these different obstacles in forms of expectations and images of what this should be and look like. Just, I'm just dreaming now, like how different minds listening to this episode will dream different versions of dreaming, like what that is and what consciousness looks like. And some of you listening might think that, oh, they've described like this images that they were dreaming so that's what dreaming means like oh it's it's always images and you're gonna have these you're gonna see visions like no it's just one way and for me it's so much more about feeling and sensing so that's why i spent a lot of time in that course also learning to just experience the difference between thinking and feeling thinking and sensing Particularly for for the people who you know are clients, they're kind of high level thinkers and analytical, and they're yeah. they're engineers and 
programmers and and such and so it's like artists actors yeah yeah, directors doctors yeah there's all of that and like what but all the schooling will have us left us in our head yeah like so that's everybody years of school like okay but what's direct feeling what's direct feeling and so you know i think for me now dreaming is principally it's a feeling experience it's a love flow you know that's how i like to dream yes it's like, oh, it's all about how do I want it to feel? Yes. And it might show up in different languages, like images or like thoughts, but it's the feeling underneath. Yeah. So, I this. yeah, this, this, so if you're curious and if you really want to dive into this skill, learning the skills of experiencing yourself beyond the mind, you're very welcome into the Beyond the Mind course. And I would encourage you, especially if you're maybe thinking about going to the power journey in Mexico, in Teotihuacan, um, combining the two, because I've also set it up, and especially this time, because we hope we'll be, we'll be able to go in October 2021, after the whole um, pandemic situation has settled down a little bit, but preparing yourself to experience Teo experience that place from a more sensing feeling dreaming state than trying to think your way through it or trying to resist your way through it that i did my first time which is also you know fine you're gonna be fine you're gonna get there it all has its place but if you feel like oh i want to i want to jump i want to explore what else i am beyond the mind then taking that course, coming to Teo, because that's how I experienced it, going to the retreats. And I wanted to make it available for people that also cannot go to retreats, to physical in-person retreats, that you can take that journey and feel that from the comfort of your own home. Dream the consciousness that's in Teotihuacan and not limited by what your program belief says is the story. Yeah. But other than that, if you're not ready to jump into Beyond the Mind, Gary, what would you say? And I want to share something too. Like would be a way of just like practically practice your dreaming skills, like in your everyday life. Anything where you are extending your imagination in a new way. Okay. It doesn't have to be complicated. But, uh, first of all, any new experience, yeah, get out of your comfort zone, yeah, go travel someplace new, although in the time of COVID, you know, travel someplace new, have a different conversation, start a different conversation. So, I mean, those are, those are little ways to give yourself experience to move beyond your normal routines of the box. Okay. Uh, you know, but you can do that by painting. Be, be, practice being an artist where you're like, what are you going to engage your mind in a visual way and get out of a story and lose yourself there? You lose yourself there, but you're going to experience yourself in your mind and your relationship in a different way. You can do it with music. You can do it with dancing, uh, a guided journey. But then ideally, you want to be able to guide your own journey. You want to be able to sit and meditate and not just follow a guide of you know, who, whatever the app journey is, but go on a journey that's 
where then you have the skills to take control of your attention, say, okay, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go dream. What do I want my relationship to feel like? And open and, and have that ex- space that you can imagine feeling it. So that's, that's extending the level down the road. Perhaps it's, I didn't have that skill in the beginning, uh, but a practical way is like read fantasy. I didn't think of this, you know, I, uh, you know, it's like, but, but to imagine a different world, mm. you know, reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> you know, just nonsense that's funny and entertaining, or Harry Potter, reading reading a book that the Chronicles of Narnia, <laughs> which I read when I was a kid, you know, over and over again. But to open your mind of great stories and adventures. You, your imagination is dreaming into a world as you read that book, you know? And I think that's that's more effective than, say, watching a movie. You're just absorbing the dream that somebody else made. Mm. But, yeah, allowing yourself to go on a journey, say, with a great story that you're reading. Yeah. That, that makes it come alive in your mind in a way that your mind isn't being run by a analysis fear uh limitation and then there are some really good movies that talks about dreaming you know i'm thinking about the movie inception you know that where they go create where they're architects and go create worlds like dreams within dreams within dreams so you know those kind of movies help you kind of spark your Get you out of the box. Yeah, yeah and those, get you in touch with, with that idea of yourself as the architect, of yourself as the director, of yourself as the dreamer. Yeah, to, to stretch your imagination. Yeah, anything where you're stretching your imagination. So, yeah, yeah those are good movies. I'll have to repost my, my movie list. Uh-huh. So. Mm-hmm. And something that I, that I want to share, except I second everything that Gary said. Yeah, those are, those are intro ways to do it. Yeah. Another way to, I like something that I've found being effective for me is to have these little questions <laughs> that you can ask yourself throughout your day. That's just, you become a little program, a little mantra mm-hmm. in your head that you can repeat to yourself when you wake up, when you brush your teeth, when you look in the mirror, when you drive to work, when you take a walk, when you, while you're cooking. And one of those that's been I mean, one that I know is very common is repeating to yourself, I am dreaming, or ask yourself the question, am I dreaming? That one has never had a really deep impact on me, like I've been playing with it, Mm -hmm. but one that has had a deep impact and a big effect on me is just telling myself, I am something way more strange than I'm imagining myself to be. <laughs> so that's a statement that I then kept making throughout the day, just a reminder, like whatever I'm dreaming, whatever I think myself to be, it's not it. I'm something way more strange and way more formless and something beyond that. 
as long as the word strange to you doesn't have like this judgmental, fearful, weird no. connotation. No, strange no. like in a good way. I'm so much more different. Yeah, if different. that word strange has that connotation, they yeah. use the word different. Yeah, feel yeah. free to yeah. to change that so it works for you. But for me, the word strange worked because that's like intrigues me. Like, oh, I'm stranger than this. I'm stranger than this person, this human standing here mm-hmm. making a salad. Like, oh, I'm I'm dreaming myself doing that, but what am I beyond that dream? Who is dreaming? Like, I'm something formless, something that I don't know what it is. So yeah. just that reminder for me yeah. has like kind of opened up my perception and my f- imagination. Yeah. So if I'm going to throw in a question, I'd say... I would say I'm dreaming, but I like the phrase it as, my mind is dreaming. Yeah. And there's an awareness of yourself separate from the mind in that phrasing. Mm-hmm. And then you can add, like, my mind is dreaming, and it's probably dreaming in a very limited and often fearful way mm-hmm. that is only just one option. So it's like, I'm aware my mind is dreaming, and it dreams in a limited way. So... According to a certain set of rules and beliefs. Usually made out of pain and fear. It's like, yeah. yeah. Thank you for Thank the conversation. You. I think this was a good first try, first good stab at uh, diving into this vast <laughs> topic of dreaming. Which is everything we experience. Which is everything we do all the time, every day. Um, oh, yeah, there's reality and truth, too, but we didn't get to that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different episode. Thank you. Thank you. So this has been Gary Van Warmerdam and Ava Bronius on her podcast that uh, I'm posting here with my intro and outro. Uh, on the topic of what is dreaming. I hope you found it useful. This is Gary Van Wormerdam as a guest on the Ava Baronius Uncover You podcast and her website, Self Mastery and Beyond. And my website's pathwaytohappiness.com. Hope you found it helpful. Make your day beautiful. <laughs>